This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! tuning in to the second episode of the phobia collection today's episode is on philophobia my name is caroline walker and i'll be your host today you will also have a co-host by the name of sonia trevino she's an awesome comedian out of the rio Grande valley so today we're talking about philophobia and that is the fear of falling in love and that is a tough one that is really hard because to me i feel like it's something that you can't help that's just me i don't know other people's experiences so just to go over what can cause something like this which makes sense so like a previous traumatic experience involving love and relationships uh, i can totally see that because i've had relationships where it was just downright unhealthy to say the least it can be part of an upbringing you know the way a parent's relationship is with the child um, or also just seeing someone else go through turmoil relationships that's also a huge thing um, and that creates a lot of anxiety surrounding falling in love i could see it happening in the catholic church too because the fear of falling in love i mean don't you have to take like a like a vow to not get married or have sex or something if you're a priest because love and relationships would be seen as a sin so if you do fall in love then you fear that your god that your creator that your maker will send you to hell or wherever your religion says you're gonna go if you sin you know i mean that's coupled with you know the fear of death and where you're going after you die depression can cause someone to feel like they're afraid of falling in love maybe they're less confident uh they don't go out much it affects their self-esteem so they avoid loving bonds because they feel like they feel like they have to isolate themselves or maybe they don't feel like opening up to someone and sharing what they're struggling with. So symptoms of philophobia can include extreme anxiety, nervousness surrounding falling in love, uh, suppressing inner feelings as much as possible, complete avoidance of places where couples are found, avoiding marriage, or avoiding other people's wedding ceremony, isolation from the external world, even physical signs such as shaking, racing, heartbeat, trouble breathing, sweating, numbness, nausea, and even fainting when confronted with anything associated with love. So with that said, let's get into our combo with Miss Sonia Trevino. 
Hi, yes, my name is Sonia Trino. I do stand-up comedy, you know, like a mom and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mom too. Yeah. That's cool. Congratulations, how's he doing? He's doing good, thanks. How's your awesome. kid, your little baby? He's My little baby, he'll be 21 on Friday. So. Aww. Yeah, he's he's doing. That's Yeah, I don't know. I feel strange about that. I'm trying not to feel about that. <laughs> well, you know what? Now that we're on the topic of children, so today's episode is on philophobia, which is the fear of falling in love. So uh, tell me if I'm getting too personal, but were you in love with his biological father? I want to say yes, but I was like 15, 16. So I'm not sure if I really knew what love was really then, you know? I mean, yeah, what I knew of it, what I knew what it was back then, yes, I loved him. But uh, when I look at love now and the things I've learned, <laughs> I'm like, nah, <laughs> that was, that was, eh. Wow, I didn't realize I, you were so young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got pregnant when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Ooh. True, true to my Mexican roots. Slinging mm-hmm. those jokes. <laughs> I know. Man hot. Oh, my goodness. No, I wasn't. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize I was funny or anything back then. I didn't realize anything about myself. Shoot. Well, when but did yeah. you start doing comedy? Like, when did you feel like you should do that? 2010, December 2010. That was right after, um, funny, we're talking about it, uh, a failed relationship, I guess. <laughs> a relationship ending. Right after that, it was one of those things where I wanted to do it, and I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and I thought, well... There's nowhere else to go but up, so let's do this. That's when I started. And you loved that person that you were with. I did. I loved him very much. Mm -hmm. And do you think, I mean, because when I hear of people having a phobia of falling in love, to me, it feels like an emotion that you can't help. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, you just meet someone and then it just happens. Oh, you mean falling in love part, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean... It's so different for everyone, but, but I'd say so, right? It's just something that you just click, and then one day you're like, oh, my goodness, I love this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't think I have the phobia. It's just something that you wanted to discuss with me, right? I was like, what did you hear? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that you are afraid of falling in love, but I thought you would have a lot of interesting takes on being in love. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) scary stuff. It is. But I wanted to see how you perceive love as a comedian, because I know the way I see it, but (laughs) a lot of it stems from fucking daddy issues and, you know, shit like that. So I wanted, Mm -hmm. like, so that's like my tainted take on love. But I wanted to see where another comedian, where you stood with it. I got you. Wow. See here. You know, I know what I feel and I know what I think. Sometimes I just can't put it into words correctly or the way that I'd like to. I might ramble. <laughs> That's okay. I, ah, yeah. Um, Do you. Whatever you feel. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Love. My goodness. Oh, man. I have... I don't know how to explain it. I just, you know, I may not entirely know what love is, but I feel like I know what love isn't, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, the uh, the longest relationship that I had was the guy before I started stand-up. Um, I was with him for about seven years, and I was about 23 when we got together. So there's a lot that I've learned since then. Like, I haven't had a 
steady like boyfriend or relationship. Like I've had relationships, but they were never really labeled since then. That was 2010. So since 2010, I've never I've been just sitting here learning about myself, learning about who I want to be and how I love myself and how I send love out. So I don't know. I can't really. Like, I just had something end recently. Um, super awesome dude. It just recently ended about three weeks ago. And oh, that, Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a super duper bummer. But I'm in a good place right now because, well, it's... I see well, because you know you're ramble. Now, right? Yeah, I do. Yes. I, oh, I really do. Since, yeah, I really do know myself now. I really tried. I always try. You know, being a person that doesn't easily give up is both a blessing and a curse because I really tried. With every relationship, well, with everything, with every relationship I was in, I would try. And this last one, I gave, uh, I gave a whole lot. And I think I gave more than I should have because I think that person that I was involved with has a phobia of falling in love. So oh, it's just so wow. funny how this is the topic. Yeah. And I, I just want like, to, you know, I just, I don't want to say too much about it, but I, I, it, it felt like that because I got pushed away, hardcore pushed away. And um, that's the second time in a row that that's happened where I get pushed away brutally. And um, I feel like that's more common for men. Like, yeah. Like to have the fear of falling in love because like in this society we're not really allowed to have emotions as far as like (laughs) right being a male goes oh that's gay or you're being a pansy or such a pussy or whatever and I agree and so when it comes to falling in love it they have to become vulnerable yeah yeah I've I've always said that I, I agree I've always felt for men especially men and for my raza men because they've always been told that you know boys don't cry and boys don't you know you don't you don't you're not supposed to feel yeah you're not supposed to have emotions that's you're not supposed to feel that way that's not you're not a man like i feel for that because it's like dang man you're feeling all this and you're not even allowed to show it that's gotta suck it does <laughs> suck yeah and yeah. It, i think it causes like a cycle of abuse almost like like if a guy gets abused by someone, they can't come forward and talk about it. So they internalize yeah. it and then they put it on someone else. And it, it's super annoying. It really is. Cause I, yeah. I think there's a lot of relationships that have the potential to be rooted in a really strong foundation, but because they can't be vulnerable, they, they can't be like, they can't make mistakes. They can't do stuff like that. Um, they can't hug you or or cry on your shoulder or whatever then it like literally dissolves the fucking relationship have you been watching me I was like, whoa, that's that's beautiful because, yeah, that's, no, that's kind of what happened, yeah. I just mm-hmm. feel that but, because I have, like, gone through something like that myself. Mm-hmm. That's why I, yeah. see, I see you, Sonia. Uh, <laughs> that is a very negative part of falling in love but because <laughs> even though a lot of people do fear falling in love, they just shouldn't. I don't know. Because yeah. it's, it's not really the emotion that causes pain. It's other people's expectations or the way that you go about expressing that love yeah absolutely absolutely you know I mean I have you know of course I'm like any person it does scare me when I think about falling in love with someone but it doesn't scare me enough 
to not jump for it, not go for the opportunity. What scares me like is not is missing up an awesome opportunity. When I was younger, I remember thinking because I, I was I've always been a big girl, always been very different. I've always been a you know an outgoing girl, a funny girl, a smart girl, loud girl. So I always felt well, guys don't like that, so they don't like me. So I deal with I dealt with it, and yeah. So then one day I remember you know I I knew the kind of dudes that I liked. Well, I like I like all types of men. You know they're beautiful. There are beautiful people out there. I like all types of men. But I remember watching um, I was like X Games or some shit on TV. And I was checking out the dudes, you know, riding bikes and doing all this stuff. And I was just like, oh man, that guy's hot. And this guy's hot. And I would, you know, just, and this was just merely looking at their looks. And I'm not like that at all anymore. But I remember thinking, wow, they would never be into me. They would never, a guy like that would never be into me. And then I had an epiphany. I sat there and I watched them and I thought, but, but says who? Like, I don't even know. These guys are on fucking TV. Like, I don't even know that. What if I were to meet one of them and we got along? Like, you don't know that yeah and ever since then because yeah I, I was always afraid of talking to guys i mean i would always talk to dudes but like talking like hey you know like i'd like to hang out with you or get to know you kind of thing you know i was always afraid of that because of who i was and then after that day i was like you know what i can't be afraid because i'm just sitting there letting things go by you never know what could be you know you never know what could be so um for sure and it could turn out that they're just total pieces of shit and you're like why should i give you my time <laughs> exactly right <laughs> like you, I, you find out you i may be a little bit thirsty but i don't want your personality <laughs> exactly and then yeah that was when i was real young like 19 or something and then later once i started really talking to dudes and, and you know finding out that beauty skin deep or whatever yeah but I, that fucking thing I, I understood it later but yeah um i don't give a shit what a person looks like it's all about the inside man it really is yeah. i can see people and i'm like like i remember this one girl i used to go to school with everybody thought she was hot but i was like no she's very ugly because i know what she's like inside she's a fucking jerk i was like no i don't like that person and uh ever since yeah i just for sure all about what's inside There's and it's scary to get there yeah, just to find out what people are. You you find out later and No, I was gonna I'm just agreeing with you because there are a lot of women that like to society they would seem beautiful, like they got their hair done, their makeup done, they always got their nails mm-hmm. done, but mm-hmm. they're fucking ugly inside absolutely yeah absolutely yeah uh, i'm rearing 40 here man i don't deal i don't mesh well with anybody who's not real i can't yeah can't can't i i don't i don't muck with that no more no more it's like this is my life and i choose did that happen after you had your son or did it happen later on because finding out about people well like i'm not fucking with y'all if you're not real after of course yeah you know there's a lot to learn about love when you have a kid, right? There's a oh lot to learn. God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. It's not a joke when they say, you know, you don't, you don't know love to you. you well, like you, there's a, it's a whole different form of love, of course. But after, after I had my son, there came a point where it was like, what? I'm, I'm in charge of the life of this person. And, and it's up to me to make sure this person doesn't grow up to be an asshole. So I don't need to have assholes around him either. And yeah, there was a whole lot. Like, yeah. Like his dad's not in his life at all, at all. He, there was a, there was a point, there was a time that he was, but then he started to disappear again. And it was like, you know what? It's, he's better off because that kind of influence on my son for sure yeah yeah i don't know what it's like well i do my ex what i was with for a while he he was a stepfather for a little while so i had that kind of i had another person's influence on him growing up but i got to admit i i I was always looking at it as i'm his mother and i'm his mother so maybe i didn't fully let him father him i'm not sure maybe maybe i messed up there i don't know i'm kind of that way too like i'm very like he's in my nest 
and I, I'll yeah. invite you in. And <laughs> I don't know if it's fucked up, but right now, as as a baby, I'm gonna be like that for sure. Like, cause mm-hmm. he's gonna be a year old um, next. Well, no, this month, starting fucking April. Um, what? Yeah, he's gonna be a year wow, old. Wow, that's awesome. He's so, super cute. I've seen pictures. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, so I just. I I have my little mommy's bird nest and it's me and him and everyone else is like a side note. Yeah, I, I had I had no choice but to do that from the beginning. He wasn't, my son's father was not there. Uh, I had my, my father and had my brother. We were in California, so I had no choice. It was, you know, it's... It, it's just, well, did you grow up with your real. dad in the house? I did, I did. Okay. My parents were married. And my dad was in the Air Force. Now, he wasn't there every single day because there were times that he got sent, you know, to other countries doing stuff or, you know, the Air Force, right? Right. Uh, that, was, that was like, you know, weeks, sometimes a month or so at a time. But my dad was very active in my life. I was extremely close to my dad. So, I, yeah, I did have my dad until until I was 18. And then he died. Yeah. kind of, yeah. But, oh, no, yeah. Um, I've... I learned a lot. I'm lucky. I was given I was given this awesome person in my life for 18 years, and I am very lucky to have had him. Because if I didn't have him, I'm not really sure how well, I would have yeah. turned out. <laughs> well, I turned out pretty fucked up. Like if if we're gonna be real, because my dad w- was in and out of the house uh, because he was an mm-hmm. asshole. But also when he was there, he was just horrible horrible evil man and yeah so i think, I think you told me a little bit yeah yeah so sorry when, to hear about that Shit. well you know what thank you i appreciate that because not a lot of people say that so i appreciate that. i mean it yeah that's that's hudge that's a lot yeah that sounds really tough so when it comes to my kids i think that's why i'm of the mentality like i grew up around single mothers like i don't really need anyone else but if dad's here helping then that's nice you know but mm-hmm. i think that's why i'm just like it's just me and my little you know yeah definitely know that so going back to the fear of falling in love there was something that i was thinking about because what we talked about as far as like like a man not opening up and and getting to that vulnerable place like online there's also like different definitions of the fear of of falling in love like getting panic attacks like (laughs) that happened to me that totally fucking happened to me with this last relationship okay and i didn't tell him till maybe a couple of months ago at the very beginning when we first started talking it was an instant spark with him instant like i already knew like oh this guy's cool and it scared the shit out of me because the last guys that i would run into it just didn't feel that way and they would leave and so with him it was it was a whole different thing i would feel it and i remember i was at work and there were times that i like i had to i had to i had to get away i, I remember the job that I was at, they had it was a three-story building. The third story wasn't being used, and there was a time where I was flipping out. I was having a panic attack, and I needed to go. I needed to get out of there, and they were like, go to the third floor, and if you need to, just go over there. And I almost spent a whole hour freaking out, crying, not being able to focus. Like, I called a friend, and he's the one who said it. He was like, so I told him, you know, what was going through my head, and he was just like, he's like, just let yourself just let yourself love he was like you just sound like you're scared and then it just yeah I was like oh my gosh is that what's happening yeah I guess I am pretty afraid like I was really afraid because I felt it I just felt that um we meshed really well and I knew this was going to be completely different and boy was I right Hmm. wow and Mm. like hearing you say all this it just makes me think when I first picked this topic for for the podcast I was like who the hell would have this like 
<laughs> but now that yeah. I'm talking more about it, it seems like maybe almost everyone mm-hmm. has experienced it in one way or another. Right? Yeah. So I mean, it seems like maybe it's as more common as I thought it would be, and and people just don't talk about it much. Like they don't talk about those because it's heavy like it's heavy shit it is heavy and like you said earlier vulnerable people don't want to be vulnerable like ever (laughs) yeah i think that's why i did comedy for so long is because i felt like i was vulnerable and almost like if i make fun of myself first then y'all can't do it because my jokes are always going to be better you know (laughs) yeah like you have nothing on me i already know that shit what else you got like yeah exactly yes like i already i already know i know my own shit and i made fun of it first and boom you're untouchable yeah Yeah. i I know what you mean your uncle you know (laughs) and it also takes away power from whatever it is that you're making fun of you know it's like hey i'm above it now yeah defense mechanisms are great (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna clap but then i realized it would be really fucking loud in the microphone (laughs) that's right (laughs) like air clapping oh i'm picturing it though so you, you're fine you look great are you you're alone in, in a room right i am i'm on my bed That's, actually and my it, leg is isn't that shitty yeah. isn't it shitty you're you're you by yourself and you still feel like shit like somebody could see it like why do we do that to ourselves my god we don't need to feel that way even alone we shouldn't i know like I felt like I had to fucking explain my odd clapping. Yeah. You see? You see what, what everything, what, yeah. It's all connected. Sonia, you're changing <laughs> my life. <laughs> I, I'm changing. I need you to change the position you're sitting in because your leg's falling asleep. That's For what real. you need to do first. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to make a whole bunch of noise, but it hurts real bad. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. It's not even, like, my leg is, like, colorless. Oh my gosh! You were just sitting there, like taking it. Yeah, but it was only like three minutes, but it seemed like forever. You know. Yeah. You know how it feels. Oh my goodness. I'm good. So after this conversation, do you feel like you can you can say that at one point you've experienced the fear of falling in love? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Giggle. Giggle. <laughs> giggle. Yes, giggle. I have. <laughs> I feel like even in marriages that last, you know, 50 years or more, I think it's always a battle, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine 50 years or more. I can't, I can't, these days it's hard to just, I don't know, man, a couple months, a couple weeks. I just, um, <laughs> All <right. laughs> so, yeah, well, it's your it's, longest relationship was seven years. I've never had a relationship that long. That was the only, yeah, I was surprised it even lasted that long. And apparently it lasted that long because he was a coward and he couldn't tell me that he felt different about me oh. i don't know how long he felt yeah i never want to know that well now i'm in a good place maybe i should find out ah it doesn't matter he doesn't matter at all anymore but i remember him saying you know when we were breaking up well he was breaking up with me that he didn't feel the same way about me he felt like we were more like brother and sister than boyfriend girlfriend and i was like what uh. i know about this bitch you're sitting here laying in my bed in my house with my son why didn't you know i was like this is your life too if you don't like it you need to speak up like what the hell yeah yeah I, I didn't like that at all I and, and it also bothered me too that he decided that you know that um that I couldn't handle it so he just let it keep going like that I wasn't gonna be able to handle him breaking oh, up with me and 
That's yeah, like, the worst. Well, that's the worst. Well, yeah, he, just, he didn't say that in, in, in those words, but it's in essence, that's what he meant. I felt like this for a while. I just couldn't do it, and, and I didn't want to hurt you. And I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me what, what I can and cannot handle? Like, get it's, out of here, man. It, like, it makes it worse. Like, the longer you exactly especially if it's years you take it five more years than it should have gone like it would have easier at the three-year mark like what the fuck dude you know yeah i can't i can't fathom that i know and and then it's harder when you know he he broke up with me so i'm gonna start to do comedy almost four weeks almost it wasn't four weeks it was almost four weeks later i ran into him at a comedy show that i was getting ready to go do some time my first time and he was there and he was there with another woman and i was like oh you see that hurts even worse because yeah i dig it you know now i know he was feeling different about me so he was easy for him him to start seeing other people but what the fuck dude that was it was yeah it was really bad that time but it's i learned a lot you know you gotta learn from each relationship you gotta take something from there and um i learned that um pretty quick though with comedy like you i feel like when i started seeing you there then you hit it real fucking hard you started doing feature spots and then headlining yeah i uh I think yeah, you're right. I did shit. Um, well, yeah, because you know when when heartbreak and oh, yes. pain and agony, you have so much to write about. So oh, yeah, gosh, yes. that was yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, but um, one big thing with anything that I deal with now, especially with love, I think that um, it's not the end of the world. It's really not. Whatever happens, happens. That's why I go for things now. I just go for them. Cause if it doesn't work out, like recently, it hurt. It hurt big time we in love with that guy but it's not the end of the world it's really not life goes on and uh i gave it my all while i had the chance i gave it my all For and sure. i'm a good person i didn't do anything wrong so I keep telling myself that yeah i mean whatever whatever way you know is gonna get you through it because it's true that's why i did as much as i did i went for Mm -hmm. groundlings i did everything that Mm -hmm. that i wanted to do because i was like fuck it you know you're not guaranteed a whole bunch of time exactly and (laughs) things hurt but when they hurt it it makes the good things feel even better yeah yeah because they can't it oh i love that yeah i'm all about just enjoying my life just enjoying um, now it, it you know memes fucking memes but sometimes they're right on they're spot on but oh, yeah. there's the one that says uh i no longer force things you know i'm gonna whatever comes i'm gonna accept it whatever goes i'm gonna let it go before i was fighting i was fighting a lot and uh you know there there's there were certain men that I knew that I had relationships with that they were dealing more on their plate, personal things that, um, heavy stuff that they had to deal with on their own. They may not, they, they just didn't have time to deal with me. I was, I was more for them and they were, all, they were dealing with their own, yeah, their own, their own issues, their own, they have their own stuff that they were dealing with. And, and I was fighting for them to show like, well, I, I can show you love while you're trying to get through things, you know, we can do this together. Like you said earlier, there was potential for some really awesome, like good relationships. There was so much potential but there's only so much that i can do i'm only one person in that equation so yeah well a huge thing is not loving yourself like when it comes Mm -hmm. to relationships because i know at one point in my life i did not love myself i was not taking care of myself I wasn't nice to myself. And so I almost demanded extra affection and attention from a relationship because I wasn't providing myself with what I needed. And I feel like that messed up a lot of relationships. But it goes, I mean, 
there's a lot of men too that are not loving themselves and and not wanting to be vulnerable because if yeah if they're soft towards themselves you know that's another thing too there's a lot of guys that they don't go and get pedicures because they're like bitch don't look at me doing self-care you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i yeah i've seen that i've seen the self not having self-care and um that just shows that there's no room for you if they can't even take you know exactly care yeah and and i respected it i mean it's not like I'm, i'm not feeling sorry for anybody i'm not looking down at anybody i'm not judging anybody i'm saying you know what um the it looks like it's tough for you right now so yeah i'm not gonna fight i won't fight you no more and i'll just let you uh, do what you need to do for you kind of thing with those relationships i respected that i was like that's fine you're gonna do what you have to do and i'm gonna do what i have to do yeah yeah and i felt that recently like i didn't start doing self self self-care self-love until like my son was born because mm-hmm. I realized like because he he was born with a lot of medical need and mm-hmm. and I'm I feel like sometimes I'm more of a caregiver to him than I am an actual mom and and it sucks but then I mm-hmm. started taking care of myself more where I made it a point to go to the doctor and check myself and go to and go you know get my nails done and sometimes I just fucking sit and I wrap my arms around myself and I just hug myself and I tell myself that I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. And when I started doing that, I felt like I could be more of a mom to him because I wasn't so burdened or whatever by by all his needs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Because you, you, yeah, you, it takes a lot and you have to, you have to be in the right state as well just to, just to care, exactly. just to care for another person, your, your, for your baby. You really have to be in the right state of mind physically most everything everything Mm -hmm. because that little person looks up to you for everything everything it's no longer about you it's I remember that that my dad told me right away when my son was born you got to remember now never gonna be about you again it's all about him and uh I understand that now (laughs) yeah but I do have to take care of myself first in order to uh help him but now this this kid of mine he's not a kid anymore Oh I, yeah. I still call him a kid though. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm always gonna do that to for my son. Like I always call him a little baby, but he's like mm-hmm. getting into toddler stage now and I don't see myself ever changing that. He's he's my baby, he's my little kid. Yep, the baby. Yeah. My goodness. Wow, Sonia. <laughs> we win. There's so much like I, I feel I feel all day long and I know how I feel about love and love's been really heavy on me lately and I just don't know how to word it right but I got a little bit out I hope that other people it reaches them too because when it comes to love it's something that we all need we all crave and but it needs to Absolutely. be in a healthy way because healthy way if you're trying to seek it and jam a puzzle piece that doesn't go in your puzzle like you can cause so much more damage, you know. Yep, and it's true. So you got to be kind of selfish with it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I like that. Got to be kind of kind of selfish with it. Love yourself first. And and if you see someone, you're kind of peeping at them, they look kind of hot or whatever, and you're like, could this be something? Like, go slow. Take it slow. See what's up. Check out their little behaviors. Any red flags? If there's red flags, then dump that shit quick and move on because some people force yeah. it because they think they won't find it again. But the yeah. problem is they never found it. Red flags. 
You're right. Yeah. I'm pushing 40, man. Ain't got time to be messing around. Mm-hmm. I just want to have a good time. I want to be happy. That's that. Let's be happy. Let's make loveliness. Let's just enjoy. Have adventures, connections. Let's do this. Yes. I'm all about that. And I know it's possible. Mm-hmm. Definitely like, possible. Yeah. And I know a lot of people think that they need it right away or because I guess a lot of cultures push it that way too, right? Like Mexicans, like they get married real quick and have a bunch of kids. Yep. That's true. That, yeah. <laughs> I beat the statistics already. <laughs> I only have the one yeah. and I never married. I never married his father. Oh no, no. <laughs> I think about that now and I was like, no, no, I needed him merely Merely for my son to be born. That's it. Yeah. He and I, nope. Oh, Sonia. Well, thanks so much for having the conversation with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for choosing me. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to our second installment of the Phobia Collection. Just a reminder, new episode on Mondays. Every Monday for the next three weeks, we got three more phobias coming your way. The next episode is on urotophobia. If you don't know what that means, that's the fear of female genitalia. I'm super excited to sit down with Rose Quacker. She's a comedian based out of Houston, Texas. On the next episode, I'm going to reveal what the second collection will be about. So that's something to look forward to. Nerd Podcast is edited by me, Caroline Walker. Our researcher is Tom DeRosa. Thank you to our co-host for this episode, Sonia Trevino. Thank you to Pillow Snake for doing the music for our podcast. And also thank you to TAO, Together as One, for letting us use their song for the intro. We are on eight different platforms. You can check those out at anchor.fm slash nerdpod. You can also go to nerdpod.com. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as a dollar a month at anchor.fm slash nerdpod. Any little bit helps to bring bigger and better episodes, and we're super excited that we can bring nerd to you. And stick around for the next three episodes, then we're going to have a two-week hiatus, and Collection 2 will begin.